Howdy there, folks, and welcome to The Random Men, where two experts in nothing talk about everything. A lot of the time, we take for granted the structures we see every day, during our travels, in ads and photos, and in different visual media. Looking at the same old buildings day after day, you may never have a second thought, but many hold some pretty interesting facts and some very interesting secrets. So get ready, because today, two random men discuss the secrets of historical buildings. So I get in a conversation with the kid the other day, mm -hmm. and she's asking a lot of questions. She's 10 years old now, so she starts asking things like, can anybody fire the president? Okay. And I'm like, yes, or how she brought it up, she's like, so nobody can fire the president, that's the top boss in the world, right? And I'm like, well, no, <laughs> actually. Not exactly, but. There's a little thing called impeachment, which is a lot like firing of the president. And it got us started down this whole path, mm. right? And so I, we start talking about Watergate. She's asking, well, why are things that are, like, controversial always called something gate, something gate? You know, talking about, like, deflate gate and everything with some kind of spin on it, it's called gate, right? Mm -hmm. So I started explaining, trying to explain Watergate to her. And she's following along pretty well. Yeah, that's a difficult one to explain to a little one, yeah, but okay. okay. I'm like, yeah, even when the president does something illegal, it's still illegal. Mm -hmm. And um, so we get to talking about how, you know, the informant from the FBI, which they call Deep Throat, which I was like, please do not go to school and start talking, oh, to, start name dropping Deep Throat. Oh, Be like, my dad was oh. teaching me history. <laughs> oh, no, no, but, no, let's not do that. Yeah, so, you know, a couple of videos in, a couple of explanations, and she's like, oh, so, yeah, he, they, they can be fired. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then we go down a rabbit hole of the White House, because she gets very interested in that, right? So we start looking up all these things, and you start learning about the underground tunnels, which everybody knows there's underground tunnels oh, at the yeah, White House. They, yeah. But what yeah. I didn't know was that there's actually a small mall under the White House. Okay, I've not heard that And before. it has like a, a florist, a dentist, shops. So a lot of times when you see like the first lady shopping, mm -hmm. it's at this underground mall, which they'll bring in different people. Which uh, makes sense. I guess they just like set up little shops, I guess. Um, or, I mean, I, I don't know. Might yeah, be I think if they were shops. wanting to shop, uh, but they set a, a high-end retailer would come in and set up the shop and they would come in and set up the store mm -hmm. and then they will come in and shop at it. Yeah, and so pick they out everything they go want. out in handbags and yeah, and everything for the for the first family. Yeah, okay, and I thought that sense. was pretty neat. How it's like this fully functional. There's a, I want to say like a candy store. It's this this whole setup underneath I for guess, everybody to just yeah. go and whatever I guess whatever have some they might relative want. normality to going out and shopping and living a normal life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. And that brought up the whole kind of underground secret tunnels, secret tunnels. Well. I think uh, we've mentioned on the show before uh, a lot of different stuff about like secret tunnels. Have we talked about secret we tunnels? We have. A I lot? know. Well, remember we did the one episode uh, that we did actually at the studio, mm -hmm. and we talked about in our hometown that Melanie's dance studio. Yes, yes, during, yes. Uh, that Melanie's studio uh, is one of there was a access tunnel. Yes. to the Baker Hotel. Mm -hmm. That during prohibition. You know, uh, it was a speakeasy. It was a speakeasy. People could come in, have their drinks, and do whatever. And of course, all around here in our area, like apparently there is a whole network. Yeah, it was a big pop in town during Prohibition. Yeah, um, and and that's 
it sounds uh, odd to some people, but that's really not unheard of in a lot of places, especially bigger towns, bigger cities, uh, that they have secret accesses to different places that can lead you from one place to another. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Especially during something like Prohibition. Um, Um, There's a base out here mm -hmm. that was famous for training helicopter pilots. Both you and I used to work at a corporation that uh, is located out there. And I Mm -hmm. remember the truck drivers coming in that wore um, vets from Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. And he would say, when they pull on the lot, you have no idea the tunnel system that is under where we're standing right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And all the secrets that it holds. And it really sparked some interest. Yeah, I mean, that's really cool. Who doesn't like hearing about, like, yeah. secret tunnels and rooms and stuff like that? We'd like, start walking yeah. around and looking, and he'd be like, come over this way, and he'd show me some brass cap that had a number printed on it, and he's like, underneath here is a silo. And it's like, what the hell? So it really starts, if you got an adventurous mind, it really gets it to wondering everywhere you stand. It could What's underneath you? Yeah. Like in Cincinnati, there's a abandoned subway system which was never used. Which apparently was built like in the early 1900s, and then because of inflation and the wars that were happening, World War One, World War Two, they just mm. never used it. But the structure still sits under the city. No telling what's down there. Hmm. Probably mm. like the you know. Th- did you ever look up the Las Vegas mole people? I looked it up <laughs> a little bit, and yeah, that's like a crazy thing, man. But it it kind of I don't know. It's it kind of makes sense. Underground civilization that yeah. lives underneath. Go ahead and explain it real quick. A couple of stories. Yeah, so there, there's a whole, there's a documentary, and I can't remember the name of it, but um, very dangerous to film, and they went underneath in the, in the sewers and the structures underneath Las Vegas, and the there's catacombs. an entire <laughs> civilization of mm-hmm. people, outcasts, and, and homeless living underneath there. Yeah, because to put it in perspective, like, um, for some people that live maybe in a smaller town or something like that, you have like a, a drainage ditch or a, a water runout. <laughs> you know, it's the, you know, maybe the size of a large pizza. Well, I just pictured a can... dude in overalls just pointing like, that's the, that's the community drainage ditch. <laughs> but uh, It's where we put our in, drainage. <laughs> in like Vegas, in these places that, okay, misconception you is. You could drive a bus into yeah, it. Yeah, that it never rains there. Well, it doesn't never rain there, but when it does... It rains a lot. It rains a lot. And so you, they have like these massive, massive structures for their rain drain out and stuff yeah, like and the that. Runoff. And like you said, you, you can drive a bus through it. Oh, yeah. And so... Just go look it up. And then Las you're talking Vegas about up underneath, you know, yeah, up underneath all the structures and everything they have. So, yeah, it, it's these huge catacombs and tunnelways that they have where they've started this whole community and you know a lot of it's homeless a lot of it's people maybe trying to escape from the mob or debt just or different cast things aside like that. from society that decided and they want to live on the outskirts literally have their own society down there it's kind of crazy but i mean yeah and there are, are i know there are other cities in the u.s and i'm sure i would the world i would think that, that the majority of the major cities have have something that similar. going on yeah yeah so when you were telling me about some of this stuff earlier i started kind of thinking to myself, I was like, you know what? Spark your interest. I know that there are a lot of historical buildings and stuff that have either like some kind of tunnel system, a secret room, things like that. I, I had heard of some of them, but I, it piqued my interest. So I decided to kind of go down the rabbit hole and start looking into a couple of them and seeing what I could find. Uh, of course it's to no surprise 
to a lot of people. Yeah, of course. You know, you look at the pyramids. Yes, it's got rooms in it. Of course it does. Have chambers and stuff like that. Uh, the catacombs, like, under... France, right? Uh, Paris. Paris. Paris, um, not under France. Not under the entirety of France. Yeah. No, but under Paris. <laughs> you know, <laughs> things like that. A lot of people know those ones. I tried to kind of look up some ones that some people might be aware of, but a lot of these I wasn't aware of. And so I kind of looked into it and was like, hey, this might be a cool one just to talk about, like, some little secrets of historical buildings type of thing. So that's whenever I came up with the idea for this episode. And here we are. And uh, I'm glad so, you did the footwork. I kind of misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine we'll get, that. We'll get to that in that. a little bit, but yeah. Well, uh, you said about the underground railway system under, what did you say it was? It was Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, subways. Okay, so I'll start off with the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. Okay, built in 1931. Uh, still there. Still maintains uh, the splendor and elegance and all that of New York. Very famous building. Um, pretty much every sitting president has stayed there. It's kind of a normal thing. That's kind of where they go and they stay. All right. Now, underneath is a platform that was introduced to help uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt travel from the hotel to his childhood home in Hyde Park. Okay. Now, he had his own private car built for him. Was this already when he was being afflicted? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And he would use it not only to travel back and forth, but there was a lot of times that pictures of him doing certain things would be taken on this rail car to hide his use of the wheelchair. Okay. Okay. Uh, it is actually still in use today. Really? From rumors. <laughs> rumors say that it's still in use today. Because Allegedly. It's, it, yeah, it's it just so quick. I think it, I believe it's called Rail 61. I believe is what it's called. Uh, but yeah, it is a fully functional railway system underneath this hotel. So, hey, you need to get oh. to and from really quick. Boom. There you go. number of buildings that probably have private entrances and exits. Exits? Entrances and exits uh, that just celebrities could use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, FDR's custom car, now, it, it remains down there. That's kind of gone into neglect. Like, they don't take care of it. It should be... I'm sorry, that should be, like, wheeled out somewhere and artifact. become an artifact. If you don't want to keep it in, you know. Yeah, give it to It yeah, belongs like, in a it, museum. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, it belongs in a museum. It belongs in a museum. Exactly. So, I thought that one was kind of a cool one that I had never heard of. I was like, oh, that's... Waldorf Astoria. Hmm, yeah. You hear about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we were talking about doing this, I did look up. It sounds kind of dumb because I've been to the building a bunch of times, but, uh, yeah, there's no basement at the Alamo. Yeah, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's no base. There's a basement in the gift shop that was built in the '80s, uh, which might explain that. But yeah, there's there's no uh, no basement. There's no basement at the Alamo, so don't go looking for a bicycle down there. Fun fact: talking about the Alamo, though, um, did you know (laughs) that Phil Collins, okay, in the air tonight, Mm -hmm. Genesis. Has the uh, largest private collection of Alamo artifacts. For okay. some reason, he's a big Alamo historian. Well, okay. So, Beach yeah, side up. note, has nothing well. to do with secret tunnels, but, well. yeah, it was a pretty interesting thing I came across. It's like, Phil Collins. Okay. Really? Well, uh, on another historical <laughs> landmark. You're like, what do I do with that? Actually, I do get something to come back with you on, believe it or not. Jeopardy. So, before I get into the secret rooms and stuff like that of this landmark, did you know... 
that the Statue of Liberty was the first GoFundMe account. Think about that for a second. Hmm? GoFundMe. Uh, okay, yeah. The first GoFundMe account was set up because of the Statue of Liberty. You're going to have to do some splaining there. Okay, so. Like to have it built, shipped over here? Or? Joseph Pulitzer. That like probably Pulitzer sounds, Prize? Yes, that guy. Okay. Um, he owned, um, uh, it was a, a newspaper called, uh, I believe it's called The World. Okay, it was a newspaper that he owned. I'm down. Well, when the creators of the Statue of Liberty... Joseph, uh, one of them was Gustav Eiffel, and I'll actually get back to him later. And I can't remember the dude's name. I should have looked that one up. Sorry. Um, does it does it need to be in your head? Uh, probably should. <laughs> need to be historically. If we're accurate. talking about it, I should know it. Um, but they were literally kind of auctioning off the Statue of Liberty to kind of the highest bidder, kind of sort of. Really? But they had yeah. certain stipulations that they wanted, like it was going to be like this, and it had to be set up like this. And one of the things was it had to be set up on a pedestal. See, I, the whole time I'm thinking, I was always told like it was a gift to the United yeah, States, but not really. Kind of like that's what it was labeled exactly. under once we got it yeah, in the bargain not deal. Exactly. Not exactly. So. So it could have ended up in a bunch of different places. It could have ended up in like some of the bays in like San Francisco and, and, and stuff like that. These all these different like big US cities were vying for were vying for the rights or the, the ability to get it to come in. Well, Joseph Pulitzer, he had the money to purchase the statue, but a big part of it was how it was supposed to be built and presented. Okay? And so didn't quite have the money for to cover everything. Yeah, he's gonna have to get the island and build the pedestal so and the platform to put it with, on basically asking the people that read his newspaper to help him out. And so people would start sending in, we're talking pennies. Like they would, sometimes people would get in there and be like, Oh, I'll donate five cents, you know, to help out the cause to get Lady Liberty over here, you know, and and there's a jar at the bodega and it just kept going. Well, of course, then he would uh, publish the names of the people that were donating into his paper. And so everyone thought and that, that was, was really a big cool. hit back in the day. I got well, my I mean, name in print. Think about, you know, back be in those, somebody, yeah, be somebody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So if you're sitting here reading the paper and you read through and say your best friend, Bob, you're like, Oh, I just read in the newspaper today that Bob donated 30 cents to this. Well, you know what? I got some spare change laying around. Let me go ahead and oh, do my, so then you kind of had part. the wildfire effect of, well, Bob and, and so Jenny have their names in the paper. Don't I want my name in the paper too, Ed? Giving whatever they could, and we're talking about a lot of people that didn't really have much at the time. Not going to be much going around back then. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And after and a, a while, went a lot further. It started adding up, adding up, adding up, and before too long, had enough money to go and do everything they needed to do, hit all the requisites of it, and guess what? Statue of Liberty, boom. Where's that today? One of the s- iconic staples of. America and goodwill, good gesture, welcoming people into the harbor. Give us your poor, give us your sick. Mm-hmm. Could have went in a thousand different directions. Oh yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, easily. I remember something from when we visited the island that struck me as like I've never seen this before. Was everybody standing and looking at the statue, and I just walked mm-hmm. around the back. I'd never even seen a photo of the back of the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> I only know one that I've ever seen. <laughs> That was a Ghostbusters too. <laughs> oh, when she steps off the platform? Yeah. Yeah, so her, I think it's her right back foot is kind of up in like a, aw, you. Like mm-hmm. a, she's doing a sassy pose, if you think about it. She's got her arm in the air and one hip's kind of out like, ah. And her foot's 
standing on the toe of her right sandal. Yeah, and it's like, and it's sticking out from underneath the robe. And I thought, how neat. I've never seen that before. Uh, yeah, a lot of people probably haven't and never probably never even thought about it. Never even questioned it until hmm. I was there. But yeah, fun little thing to look at. Out uh, there on old Liberty Island. Well, you go, girl. You go. And just to say, Ellis Island is also cool to visit. Yeah. If you ever get to go there and start looking up some some history of the, the immigrants that have come across. Neat. Has nothing to do with this episode, but go check it out. It's it's very... You're on hollowed ground there. Mm. Like, it's very mm. a, a heavy feeling. I know exactly what you mean. Yep. yep. And I was talking about... I was talking about whenever uh, I got to go to Hawaii, and we went there for a football thing, and... Uh, one of the things they took us to go do was to go see the memorial. Uh, the Tears of Arizona? Tears of the Arizona. Yeah. I remember and you talking that about that when you came back. It was really cool, man. It was the same thing. Like, we had, like, I don't know, I think on our little boat that we took, probably 25, 18-year-old kids from all over. Because, like, we'd all, you know, we're from Texas, but we had everybody from different states meet up, you know, in Hawaii and... uh Anyway, so you had all these 18-year-olds that are sitting there going and watching this and looking at it, and it was like, all of us go onto the memorial thing, and nobody says a word. It's a pin it drop. Was just, man, it was just such a uh, historical, surreal, I don't even know if I have the words to say it to explain what it was, but I mean, it was, it was beautiful, it was heartbreaking, it was very powerful, very emotional. So yeah, one of, the, one of my... Core One memories. Of the things <laughs> that I still to this day, I mean, we're talking almost twenty years ago that I went and did this, and I still remember it like it was yesterday. And something I'm very glad I got to do. And one day I hope that I can share, I can take some other people to go see it because man, it was it was pretty amazing. History is heavy. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so let's get back into the, the funnier, goofy stuff. <laughs> so the whole thing about secret stuff in these historical. Mm. Tell me about some landmarks. secrets. So. A lot of people don't realize that at the Statue of Liberty, the torch used to be a room you could go into. You could go up to the torch and get this like yes. full on panoramic view that was beautiful. And like, I mean, at yes. the time, I asked was, about that when we were there and yeah. they're like, no, it's under construction. Mm -hmm. and they don't mm -hmm. let anybody up there very nope. much. Nope. They haven't let anybody up there in a long time because in 1916, the Germans were able to infiltrate an area and they blew up a munitions depot on one of the docks. Okay. Oh. And so, big explosion, as you can imagine, because it's, That's you know. how it works. Yeah. And a lot of the shrapnel hit into the arm. Of the Statue of Liberty? Yeah, yeah. And, and like, how have I never read this? Pretty bad. And so, at that point, they were like, hey, oh, we need to, like, make sure, like, nobody comes up here now. We got to repair this. We got to look into it. Well... Eh, repairs didn't go so well at that point. Um, and then a few years later, they got in there and started looking at like all the girders and everything had started getting uh, rusted and corroding from all the rainwater and everything dripping into it. So they had to go yeah. in there, replace a bunch of stuff. It fix sits in stuff. a harbor. They ended up changing uh, changing out like the actual torch itself. Yep, the, the original torch is down at the base. You can mm -hmm. go in and see it. It's really neat. And uh, so at that point, they were like, you know what? We're just going to have to say, nope, sorry, no more. No more people come up here and traveling. Like, they still have workers that go up there and do maintenance on stuff and whatever. But, nope, as far as the public goes, you cannot go up there anymore. But at one point, yes, you could go up into the torch. And fight Wolverine. 
Well, there's one thing. <laughs> man, those maintenance workers get some of the best views from some isolated no joke, places man. that you can just not get into unless you're somebody. Well, um, speaking of being somebody, uh, the next one. That's the theme for tonight's show. Be somebody. Be somebody. <laughs> uh, he hates these cans. <laughs> <laughs> If you're not getting the references, it's because we're old. Just a, a really quick one, uh, the Empire State Building. Yeah. You've been up there, right? Super neat, yes. And you went up Actually, to the yeah. 102nd floor, mm-hmm. correct? And you yes, went I did. on the observation deck, and you got to look around, and like, oh, man, it's amazing. You said that you kind of feel the building kind of swaying a little bit. Uh, and... That was the first time that I realized I, I think I have... Uh, we've talked about this before. I can't remember. It's not you vertigo. Have a fear of heights, for I, sure. It's, yeah, it's a fear of heights, whatever it is. Is it agoraphobia? I don't know. Yeah, I got up there and had a legit panic attack and hugged mm-hmm. the wall and was like, I can't go to the edge. Like, I can't move my feet. Mm-hmm. I've never been this high up before in my life. Well, a lot of people don't realize there's a 103rd floor you can go up to. Just one floor mm-hmm. higher, but it's actually a little, it's actually a good chunk higher than the More than a floor. Yeah. Um, it's one of those, yeah, you have to be... You have to be somebody special to go up and do it because you actually go, you take an elevator that goes through like the inner workings of the building. So like you're looking at like the girders and all like the, the structure inside stuff, structural stuff. Uh-oh. I don't like um, that. But you get up there and it's just this little, uh, viewing area, nothing special, but you are just that much higher up. And, uh, yeah, it's again, well, you have to be somebody kind of special. There's always got to be one more, mm-hmm. isn't there? I think so. There's always one more. Always. A fun fact about the observation deck, it is the main source of revenue for the Empire State Building. Hmm. Not all the... It makes more annually than the rest of the office buildings, or the rest of the offices that are rented out by the building. The observation deck is the main source of revenue. Hmm. Well... So just a cool little tip. I'm just I'm going to throw out fun facts as we go along. Hey, that, that's fine. I, I'm just kind of feeding off with everything you're saying to me. I'm just rattling off the next little tidbit that I found, whatever. Uh, that's how we work Speaking of, uh, hey, yeah, that whole... <laughs> um, okay, so the tourism to the 102nd floor is what is the biggest revenue to it. Okay, check out this. So, Times Square. Everybody yes. knows Times Square, we got the ball drop, we got the whole thing, you know. Been there too. If you, yeah, if you've ever been there, it's, I've never been, I want to go, but it looks like it's pretty insane with just so much going on. But the one Times Square building, the base level is a Walgreens. And I think Walgreens actually owns the building, I think. I think you're right on that. Um, well, there's not a whole, like, the building itself is not actually rented out very much. Uh, there's so, it's kind so of many a stories. Building that has yeah, there's the... so many stories up that you know they they rent they rent it out for different things, office buildings and whatever. But for the most part, the building itself is kind of empty. I guess that would be some real estate. They rented really... out to like why would you want to live? Well, they rented out to like the, square. Uh, they rented up to the 21st floor. Okay, everything else is left empty because the advertising on the side of it just pays for is the whole pays game. for everything else to maintain everything else, right? But there is apparently one dude <laughs> that lives up above that, and his whole job is taking care of the ball. The New Year's ball? Yep. Because it's it, it it's housed in there. Like, it stays in there. 
did not know that. I mean, think about it. Like, you can bring, like, a crane in there every New Year's and, like, reset the ball and do whatever. Like, no, that just oh, stays yeah, in there. Oh, yeah, that'd be a nightmare. When it drops down. down, it's like, oop, goes into his little house and then it stays. Oh, it just crawled ass right back yeah. in there. <laughs> exactly. And so this dude's job is, like, basically to take care of it and everything around it. It's like, the ball apparently... I don't know how it's really set up exactly. Do you think it's just sitting in the middle of his living room and he's always next to this giant s- disco ball that's just kind of around? They say it's actually in his office. Like, he talks the ball to is it. just there in his office. And he just maintains he conversations it. with it. He asks its opinion yeah. on things. What do you think, Ball? And just, yeah, just takes care of it and does whatever. Now, as you can imagine... It houses the ghost of Dick Clark. Come, come December, his job <laughs> probably gets a little busy because he's like, I don't want to be the dude that screws up and lets the ball look like shit. <laughs> Throw so. the switch, Bert. You know? <laughs> so, it's not like, working. Hey. <laughs> I would live in a giant disco ball. <laughs> like an evil layer. Like a supervillain's evil layer. Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil. I, okay, um... So, one that kind of looks like an evil lair. Okay. Everybody knows Mount Rushmore. There a lot of people do, yes. Yeah. You got the four big presidents up there. You know. Now, it's not nearly as large as what everybody thinks it is. It's actually much smaller. That's one of those on my bucket list to go see is Mount Rushmore. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to go see it. I agree. Anyway. um, So, Mount Rushmore has the four heads set up there. Now, the guy... That ended up creating it. Okay. Uh, his name the was... The Master of Disaster. Kid Dynamite. <laughs> oh. <laughs> his name was Gutsan Borglum. And I believe his brother was also in there with him uh, to design it. Create it. Gustav Bologna. Uh, got it. Now, he died before it was finished. Uh, in like 1948, I think is what it was. Now, he had this idea to have a room set up behind it that was going to be like a it wasn't going to be a secret chamber it was going to be something that eventually could be open to the public and when you walked in it was going to be this huge hall that was going to have anybody in history that helped America become what it was going to be uh, influences in science and astronomy um Art, different things like just that. And then also, of, of course, busts of like all the presidents and different things like that. And this would be like, this is going to be a huge thing where you could walk through and kind of go throughout the history and all the people that helped influence. So like a museum in the mm-hmm. hollowed out mm-hmm. corridors of Mount Rushmore. Exactly. Now, he died before it was completed. But later on down the road, uh, some historians uh, came in and they were like, you know what? Let's make this let's let's make this happen. Let's okay. And see his dream they, through. They didn't quite make it to what he wanted it to be, but still, it is now considered the Hall of Records is what they call it, and it does it does uh, keep some like great historical documents and stuff like that throughout his, uh, history for America. So it's kind of a cool thing that, and it's right behind old honest Abe's head. <laughs> Is this see secret? evil lair looking out of the eye? <laughs> You've got a missile underneath yep. the volcano. Yep. You got your shark tank. Yeah, yeah. That is like some Bond villain shit. You're right. You're absolutely right. But yeah. I think I've seen a picture of that, and it does look like a villainous. Like it's got, a, a, I think, like a skywalk kind of, like a, a, an office sitting above everybody with glass completely surrounded in glass. <laughs> looks if memory like, serves, so it might be a dream. This looks like a yeah bad guy. Looks like a lair. bad guy's lair. Well, you want to talk about 
views from up above, bad guy, good guy, lair, whatever. We've all heard the things about, like, with Disney World and Disneyland. Oh, yeah. All the different things that Walt Disney would have is private. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Main Street, there's the, there's the private bar that everybody, or the club everybody can go into. He yes. has an apartment there club that was 33. his. Yep. Mm-hmm. They had uh, the... Very exclusive club. club. Oh, yeah. Like, I think, like, to get into it, you have to pay, like, a hundred grand, and then your, like, annual dues are, like, a hundred, or maybe, like, 15,000 for annual dues yeah. or something like that, just to get into we'll it. We'll just say exclusive. Yeah. Pretty exclusive. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be buying in this year. I'm not going to renew my membership. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, uh, in, in... In the castles, Cinderella's castle, you have uh, apparently the lofts or whatever that you. There's can, a hotel room you can rent uh, up there. You can rent it out. It's, you can. You can afford it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But one of the things a lot of people don't know is about in Disney World, there is a complete underground complex of like railways and tunnels and different stuff like corridors that, where people can travel around. The story goes that Walt Disney was at Disneyland was watching it and like it was something like one of the pirates of the caribbean was traveling across to go tom sawyer yeah and he ended up in like Tomorrowland, <laughs> and it's like oh that totally takes away from the mystique because you got a pirate walking through Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. and so when they started designing disney world they decided to create this whole complex underneath to where they get the characters workers sanitation anything like that you go down there and travel from point a to point b quickly without dealing with you know the crowds everybody stays off and the street. without taking the mystique away from them being like oh you're out of your realm you're out of your area that makes sense yeah because yeah, you I, never really yeah. see anybody just kind of moseying around in character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they just kind of pop up at their locations and there they are so yeah that makes total sense when we were talking earlier in the week you said something about niagara falls too you had found uh, yeah, uh, so there was one about, okay, so first off, Niagara Falls, it's not one fall, it, it's, it's like an <laughs> umbrella name. Hence the plural falls. Yeah. So. It's, yeah, an umbrella name for a couple of different ones, um, but just outside of Niagara Falls, quote unquote, um, there's a place called Devil's Hollow State Park. Now, there's a cave there that actually has some pretty historical significance so the sanaka tribe peoples peoples okay um believed it to be an believed there to be a evil spirit trapped inside of it okay and only warriors who were ready for battle could enter have the bravery to go inside and see what was in there behind the falls mm-hmm. well okay. it's not behind the falls it's it's kind of off to the side a little bit but it's a cave. But it's still a cave. It's, so this one's not really a okay just scary thing. cave scary caves in the woods at that time yeah got it Spirits. I'm tracking now. Scary, scary. Scary, scary. Well, there was actually a battle called Devil's Hollow Massacre that happened between the Sanaka and the British soldiers in 1763. The Sanaka won. And after they won, they pretty much told the British soldiers, like, hey, this cave, you know, it holds these evil spirits. You need to stay away, get away, as a way to get everybody to be like, Don't F around with this cave. Well, get off our land. These are... Yeah. This is haunted land. This, this Get is the our hell shit. off. Yeah. Get away. <laughs> scare Spirits away. will protect us. We already beat you. <laughs> Get out. Like, stay away. Type thing. So, yeah. That was kind of cool. And it was, like I said, not a man-made structure by any and means. And for good but... measure, Mothman lives up in this mother. <laughs> and he'll follow you back to Britain. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, I, I don't know. That was another one. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's a fun story. But, speaking of evil spirits, stuff like that. Bad mojo. So, we're going to get into one. There's so many different stories about, uh, whether it be like serial killers, mass murderers, stuff like that, that had like their different things in their homes that they would convert everything to fit with what they were doing, right? Like Ed Gein's lampshades? Mm, yeah, well, I wasn't talking necessarily about that. I was talking about like trapdoors and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But some people might not know the thing about H.H. Holmes. That's an old one. He is an old one. Now, he is considered the first American serial killer. Now, we'll get into that a little bit later. But late 1800s, it was like 1887. He constructed a building in Chicago. Now, before this guy got into what we're going to talk about, like the real heinous crimes, this dude was already like not a good dude. I like how these psychopaths can just get a building built to their specs. Well, he, <laughs> so he got his money from stuff like insurance fraud, uh, check forging, horse theft, and grave robbing. Enough to buy a building? To construct a building? Yeah, I guess so. How much profit is in grave robbing? Are we in the wrong business? Well, it, it talks about him uh, selling uh, cadavers. And I guess... Oh, this was back like Mary Shelley... 1887 is whenever he built this house. Oh, that was before that, but yeah. So yeah, people were buying cadavers to do experiments on. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, the rumor goes that this house was crazy. Like, it was built with all these trap doors, secret staircases, uh, doors that would uh, only open from one side... All these different kind of traps. He built a murder house. Yes. Yes. And they actually called it <laughs> the murder castle. Jesus. Was what it was dubbed. The, the murder, murder castle. castle. Okay. Now. That sounds like a ride. I don't want to go on the murder castle. No one wants to go on the murder castle, but. The murder horn. The murder horn. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's cheap, man. Okay. So, so tell me about murder castle. So, yeah, it was built with all these, like, crazy contraptions, different things going on. It was a people trap. And, yeah, he opened it up as, like, basically a hotel. Like a luxurious... And people would come in, breakfast. they'd stay, and then he would sneak into the room at night through these secret chambers and trap doors. Like I said, doors that only opened one way, you know, different stuff like that. People were dumb. Like, I, was, I'm not saying the people that got murdered were dumb. I'm just saying, like, how easy it was to get murked. Back in the day, mm -hmm. yeah, everybody just kind of took this everything. This isn't like one value. time, like, was, like yeah. a one-off shoot in a in a hotel that somebody got murdered. It's like he was murdering a lot of people in this place, and everybody's just like, nobody put the pieces together to go. Don't go there because a lot of people don't come back. Well, hold on a minute. Okay, so straighten me out, bro. None of the workers on the construction of this building lasted very long because he didn't want anybody to know all the secrets of the layout of the building. Hey, what happened to the last bricklayer and the one before him and the one before him? I'll take the job. So, again, <laughs> this guy was dubbed the first American serial killer. Now, here's the flip side of it. It's not believed that he was actually a serial killer because a serial killer actually has a motive for killing a certain type. Yeah, he's got a demographic. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Holmes didn't have anything like that. It's actually believed nowadays that he just would kill people that got in his way or knew about what he was doing. So if 
he was either going to A, lose money, B, get caught, or C, get defamed in any way. He would just go, eh, I don't want to kill you. So We're done. Sleazy, underhanded, con man mm-hmm. that built mm-hmm. a murder house to get rid of anybody that was on his trail. Mm-hmm. Sounds like his demographic is witnesses. Now, here's the real kicker. And snoops. You're going you're gonna to get mad at me now. No. There's a lot of people, historians, uh, investigators, stuff like that, say almost all this is bullshit. That really, it didn't actually happen. Then why? That really, his murder house, his murder castle, wasn't built anything like it was. But it has grown into this larger-than-life larger kind life, of... A fable, a, a ghost story, or whatever. But he def- definitely was a bad dude. <laughs> definitely <laughs> killed a lot of people. And did some really, really, really shady bullshit stuff. You know, I err on the side of... If it was back in those times and somebody said you were a piece of shit that probably killed people, I would bet money you were killing people. And he did finally get found out about... They got him. They hung him. Done. Aged Holmes. And that's the end of his story. Yeah. So, you know, all those things... uh, you read into it. It's a great, it's a great scary story, but eh, how much of it? Uh, the building itself actually burnt down, and then they, ah, they turned convenient. it into a post office. That's kind of weird, but mm. built on an ancient burial ground. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. There's that. Quick one. side note: talking about creeping through the walls, looking at people. You need to watch Only Murders in the Building. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd kind of passed up on it on the first season. We got it on the second season. I'm addicted. Since we're talking about architecture. Hmm. There's a whole part in season two that's about the architecture of the building. All right. Pretty neat and kind of goes along with this. Speaking of architecture, did you know, and I think we brought this up in our Olympics episode, maybe? It was one of those quick little things we jotted on, that architecture was actually an Olympics event Mm -hmm. between 1912 and 1948. Yes, I wanted to see that. Like, how do they, like, is, like, timed? (laughs) <laughs> like, what do they do? No, it had to be a sports-related venue mm-hmm. that they built. So whether it was like um, a, a, a place for the skiing event and in in somewhere that shouldn't really hold skiing. And then mm-hmm. that's how they qualified the contestants. And then huh. came down to the best design. So yeah, architecture was a Olympic event. Pretty awesome. The arts were. And I, like I said, I know we talked about this on a prior episode, but yeah, that... The arts actually had a major role to play in the Olympics. Well, that being said, let's look at one of the most influential architects of all time. Gustav Eiffel. Of the Eiffel Tower? And of Statue of Liberty. No shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. He designed the infrastructure of the Statue of Liberty. But obviously, his biggest contribution was the Eiffel Tower, as, you know, we know it now. What most people don't know is that Gustav Eiffel was pretty proud of himself, and he should have been. I mean, he, he created some amazing works uh, within the Eiffel Tower itself. He actually created his own little loft apartment. Oh, that's slick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. hey, you want to go somewhere interesting? You know, meet a nice lady down while you're having your, your tea, your coffee, your... Your mixed drinks and say, I want to show you something really special. Hey. And then you take her up in the in the Eiffel Tower to your special 
loft overlooking. Hey, look at this. It's the Eiffel Tower. How beautiful is this? Oh, by the way, come to my special room. I got a place. That sounds a little bad. I shouldn't have said it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey. You, you, you kind of made it sound red room. <laughs> come to my special room. <laughs> but, hey, I mean, he, he created the Eiffel Tower. I mean, come on, you know. How now, do you create your own room and then get, like, everybody to sign off on that that's yours? If you design it and build it, I guess you can put it however you want it, right? Mm. Now, here's the thing. Okay, so if you go to the Apple Tower and you're going up to the different levels, uh, observation decks and stuff like that, you're looking out, you're basically going through, kind of like we talked about earlier with uh, some of these other buildings where, like, you're looking at more constructions style of things you're looking at girders and beams you're seeing all the inner workings yeah and stuff like that his apartment was totally designed like it looked like a legit apartment it was camouflaged it was disguised yeah i mean it was very nice and cozy warm wallpaper it did not look anything like what the outside of the eiffel tower looked like but probably from the inside, that's what I mean. Like, it looked like if yeah. you passed it by in the elevator. Probably, yeah. Never thought never, anything about Yeah, it. take a second look. Now, apparently, there was a grand piano inside this room. Now, you know what a grand piano looks like. I think most people do. That's that's a big, big thing. Like, yeah. a grand piano is massive. That's large. That takes a lot of people. We've moved one. We Not have, fun. Yeah. How in the hell did they get a grand piano secretly up up into the mid-workings or upper workings of the Eiffel Tower? And how the hell would you possibly get it out if anything ever happened? They did it one piece at a time. I guess so. Maybe they had. Maybe they brought in the <laughs> workers there and like, hey, build us a grand piano inside here now, I guess. I don't know. Like, crazy. I don't know. I've never been in the Eiffel Tower, so I don't know how big the elevator yeah. is. A thousand feet in the air. You have your own little apartment. Oh, yeah, man. That's in one of the greatest, most recognizable structures in history. You weren't wrong in saying he thought a lot of himself. You know what? Can't blame him. <laughs> Can't blame him one bit. Like, Guess dude, what I'm going to do? In one of the most iconic structures on the planet Earth. I'm going to put me a little private loft. <laughs> um, I got one or two more left. That's big pimping. Yeah, that is. You're right, yeah. If if I was that smart to be able to create something like that, I, I think I would add that little touch. Are we going to stay touche? out of country? <laughs> what? Le touche. Like, Le touche. Like, there, that's my thing. Yep. He's got lots of flair. I mean, if I was going to build a building, I think I would want my own loft in there at least. Absolutely. Why not? Yeah. Anyway, I've got one or two left. Um... Is yep. it time to do the thing first? Absolutely time to do the thing. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's time for Search Engine Results. The part of the show everybody waits for where I ask the all-powerful internet a question. I get the answer. I then present Keith with three answers and he has to try to guess the right one. This is where we have some fun. Bro, are you ready? As always. All right, man. Here's the question for tonight. All right. How long was the Great Wall of China under construction? Oh, shit. A. 500 years B 2600 years or C 1100 years hmm okay so yeah. I, I see where you're going with like uh, keeping up with the historical uh, iconic yeah we're, we're kind of talking things. about architecture tonight yeah I, I referenced like that. earlier yeah, that yeah, I was yeah. kind of like misunderstood the assignment a little <laughs> bit 
But you I never, thought this... You never studied. This falls into the same vein of things that were built that are iconic. Okay. It's not a secret room. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty of secret rooms in the Great Oh, Wall. I bet there oh, are. Yeah. yeah, but I'll go into a little bit of it after after you make your guess. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, how long... And there are gaps, but this is just kind of the overarching start to what's known as the finished result. Okay. Yeah, because okay. I know it wasn't, obviously it wasn't like started it and they like, oh, we're going to do this and finish it up. Boom. Yeah. Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. So we're yeah. Great Wall of China. Okay. Long How time. many years do you think, using your reasoning and deductive skills, mm. that it was under construction? 500 years? 2,600 years? Or 1,100 years. Hmm. Now. It's pretty big. I'm going to tell you this. It is the largest and heaviest man-made structure ever. Mm-hmm. Which, really, if you think about it, is not a surprise. 500 years, 2,600 years, 1,100 years. Well, I do this probably too often where I hit the middle of the road. But on this one, I think I'm going to hit the middle. 1,100 years. I'm really good at tricking you. Yes, you are. <laughs> or I'm just really, really bad at this game. I don't know. I don't know. One day we'll have to add up your your totals. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> okay. Uh, incorrect. Damn. It was B, 2,600 years. Damn. Wow. Yeah. So the idea began hmm. with the first emperor of China. Okay. I hope I'm not butchering this name, but it's a Quin Shi Huang. In 221 BC. Okay. Wow. And along the forts that were built was what they were connecting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So this continued all the way until 1878. Wow. So it was under continuous construction for 2,600 years. Wow. Hmm. That has to hold a record for... That is commitment. ...the longest construction on a singular project. I mean, yeah, it has to be, right? I don't... I can't think off the top of my head without researching it anything that would beat that. Hmm. No, well, I, I I actually read a thing here not long ago where it was like the biggest, heaviest man-made objects. And it was the Great Wall of China? Oh, yeah. And I, not to be arrogant by any means, I was like, dude, it has to be the Great Wall, right? Yeah. I mean, right? There's nothing that goes as far. Uh, we have these massive skyscrapers and dams and incredibly intricate buildings but nothing can compete with that right no it's just a wall well we say it's just a wall no it's really not a wall it's you like said every x amount of miles would be a little fort of its own yeah to defend against that section (laughs) that that area so i mean yeah great wall Eh, pretty crazy it's hadrian's wall squared (laughs) well you brought up this that's the biggest Thing ever man-made, right? I'm gonna go on the opposite. The smallest thing ever made. The smallest. Okay, and it's not the smallest police station in London. Oh. Okay, the smallest police station in London. Um, like one room, Trafalgar Square. Trafalgar. So built in the 1930s, it is a police station. That is literally the size of a phone booth. <laughs> Actually, looks like uh, for any of our nerdier fans, it looks like the TARDIS, like an old of. school phone booth. Yeah, like an old. How school was one. that a police station? Well, so 
in that square. It's got a it bathroom. is like a mecca for uh, riots, protests, crime, all that kind of stuff. Right? Crime and in so general. They create, I, I, the story goes they actually hollowed out like a massive street lamp. <laughs> they it's had even smaller. And they just made it into a police station that was just big enough for one person and the essentials they would need, the equipment they would need to be inside of this. Okay? And you're like, you can walk by it and not even notice it's there. There's like, just it's, one cop standing in the window. And, but the whole thing was he What's could, your troubles? A, a police officer could be in there and go, oh, we're having this these riots call going for on. Call for backup and bring stuff in. So it was literally just like kind of like a... a a lantern there, just boom, here we go. That's the place I would be caught in the zombie apocalypse, not by my choice, <laughs> but by, like, accident, would just be in this goddamn street lamp. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with a window, just watching all the chaos. Can't run anywhere. Completely surrounded. Mm. Hoping that the, <laughs> that the equipment works at that point. Yeah. It's just, you know what? That wouldn't be a bad film. Just you in there with a freaking radio. And you're And just surrounded just in the middle of the square. You can hear... You can talk to somebody on the other end. Cheap. Cheap to make, too. Not bad. Not bad. You get a good enough actor. Kevin Smith, you listening? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Just you trapped in a phone booth, surrounded by zombies. They can't see you there, but you're just in there getting little bits of information, watching your batteries deplete. You got, like, you know, two handguns, maybe a shotgun. Yeah, you're not getting out. You're not making it anywhere. You got enough to just stave off. An just, initial attack, just but yeah. just watching the surrounding sea of zombies hmm. while you're on a life raft in the middle of the, of in the your, square. Yeah, you're just stuck there. Ooh. And it's like, Ooh. yeah. Let's yeah, make like it. A loaf of bread. <laughs> Whatever. A couple of snacky things are laying Granola around. bar. Yeah. The mice are eating it while you're fighting the mice. Hmm. Hmm. So, um, I'm going to finish this one off with one other one. Please do. So... 14th century Harvington Hall has a secret crawl space. It's called a priest hole. Mm, I know that, you was, that was the best they could come up with. I know you have comments. Go for it. <laughs> I can't go full tilt boogie on that. Let it let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a nope, minute. Nope, nope, nope. Sometimes families listen to this show in a car. <laughs> Favorite hole? Priest hole. Now, this is an, a historical thing, right? <laughs> so, the reason it's called a priest hole is Let me guess. You'd hide a priest in it. You would hide a priest in it. Okay. There you go. So. Self-explanatory. Back during the times of Queen Elizabeth I. Uh, if I'm not incorrect, that was the persecution of Catholic priests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, yep. There you go. Look at me. And so, if there was a household that wanted to do any kind of Catholic worship, they would bring a priest in, they would do their thing, mm-hmm. but they would have these places set up in case there were raids, and they happened all the time, that they could hide the priest in the priest hole. This is very Nazi Germany. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well... Harvington Hall you is just, one of is one of the ones that we still have today. But these were all over back in the day. Like it was a very common thing. Yeah, you just tuck away your priest mm-hmm. in his priest hole. Now unfortunately, later. unfortunately, sometimes the raids 
and stuff like that would last a little too long and sometimes the priest would not be able to survive in said priest hole <laughs> and unfortunately it is it is uh, you're laughing but wait many a priest died in the priest hole because they were just hidden away strut singer's priest hole you put the priest in the hole you close the hole <laughs> is the priest alive or dead Mm. He's both alive and dead until you open the hole. Oh, God. Wow, you went really bad. Really. Oh. No. I didn't. I went. You went ah, a mixture of really negative, but also scientific at the same time. Wow. Is that anyway. quantum physics? Mm, not, no. No. Not <laughs> as go theoretical physics? Fuck. What? I don't know. It's theoretical, yes. Anyway, so yes, priest holes were. I'm copywriting Stroke Singer's priest hole. Well. All right, good for you. But yeah, it was a uh, yeah. They they definitely had it, and it was commonplace. Um, so priest holes, place to hide your priest. Man, shit's been bad for a long time. <laughs> it's been really shitty. For going history, somewhere. <laughs> history repeat. I'm just sitting here going. History repeats itself over and over again. Because that was Elizabeth the first, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, then fast forward, man. It's just tucking people away from persecution. When are we going to be done with this shit? When's everybody going to get along? When are we going to get to, you know, the, the Star Trek utopia of everybody's just like, we're all just one people. Mm-hmm. We don't need holes anymore. We don't need holes We don't anymore. need holes anymore. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Down with holes. <laughs> and on that note, man, I think we got this one in the bag. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Hey, thank y'all for riding along with the random men. Y'all be sure and drop down and subscribe so you get notified every time we drop a new episode. And leave us a review. We really like to hear from y'all and tell us anything you want us to talk about in the future. Yes, We're please. open to just about anything. And on that note, until next time, I'm Kenny. I'm Keith. And if you're going to build an evil lair, make it somewhere majestic. Mm-hmm.